Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we never work on an open. It's obvious. <laughs> nope. Ian, Ian's here too. I'm here too. It's like roll call present. How you guys doing? How you guys hanging in? Is everybody good? We're we're week. What is this? We've made our first full week of California lockdown. Is it? It feels like it's been a month. That's what Cuomo said this morning. He's like, it feels it feels like it's been so long. And he started naming off the names. He's like, we just got this 22 days ago or something like that. Yeah. So it hasn't been that long. What's, how's it well, going in Virginia? How's it feeling there? Um, well, I've been on week two of quarantine. Um, and I've, <laughs> I've left the house maybe twice. In the last two weeks, um, so but we're hanging in there. Yeah. Um, everyone's still. I mean, like everyone's freaking out pretty much the same way everyone else is. Uh, still can't get toilet paper. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's been it's yeah. We're just we're just hanging in there. We're doing puzzles. Mm-hmm. We did some yard work today, which mm-hmm. under normal circumstances I would absolutely fucking hate. But can't even imagine <laughs> you doing yard work. What does that look like? It's like David Rose doing yard work. What is that? I was I was just about to say, imagine the scene of David riding the bike, and that's me doing yard work. Or are you um, in the field with the Amish girl watching her work? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. That's what I was picturing. literally because I the the hedges around our house are home to a wide menagerie of just bees, bumblebees, hornets, wasps, and any manner of flying things. And I'm just trying to do basic things like rake leaves. And I'm just getting like fucking kamikaze attacked left (laughs) and right by these insects that are flying at me. And I'm not even doing anything to them. I'm not touching their habitat or whatever you call it. I'm just like, I'm just trying to get this yard work done so I can go back inside. You just but know, but they knew that you, they knew you were in the wrong hood, though. They were like, I, they did. They were like, who's they this did. bitch? Who was this? I ain't seen this I bitch swear before. The, yeah. The, the fucking bumblebees here are literally the size of like golf balls. Like they're <laughs> insane. So they're at least like you can at least see them coming, but by the time you see it, it's way too late. Lord have mercy. It's we because it's because yeah. everybody's inside, so they're like, "Oh, everyone's gone. We can go out and play." They all finally died. Thank God. Shit. There's one <laughs> alive. Let's go fuck with him. Um. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get around. I use my Trump check to get some fumigation. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's gonna tint your house. Um. Yeah, we're going to do some uh, yard work soon before this is over. We normally would anyway. We usually just put it off till summer. But now it's like, right now the grass in the backyard is so high that it's over our dog's head. I know. <laughs> every single every single fucking year I get to this point. And like every year I get it down. And usually I just weed whack it so it's down like yeah. all summer. And then all summer all that shit dies and he brings it all in. Yeah. Because I can't pick it up because it's just, it's a fucked up situation the way it is. But now it's like, up to the top of the dog already. It really is. I'm like, fuck. It's like haggis high. So that's when we know like our raggedy ass yard needs to be. But I've, would you know what? I've got to go in there and pull shit out because I have an idea of redoing stuff. So. Yeah. We're thinking about growing some vegetables back there. I mean, kind of seeing the way people are behaving, it's like, yeah, we probably should have a backyard uh, garden. You it's, know? Yeah. We've started we our. We have to grow some toilet paper. 
Yeah, I was I gonna know. try to plant some toilet paper seeds. <laughs> and then uh what is that? Just dookie? Anyway. Um then I thought about like you know, if I grow some corn, because I have, um, I come from a family of bootleggers. Well, my granddaddy was a bootlegger in Jackson County, and um, he made quite a nice living off of it too. And it's in my blood, and I feel like I feel like I could, I can grow some corn, make some corn liquor, you know, put some fancy labels on some mason jars, make some coin on the side, and then in the middle of a crisis, I can have alcohol to drink and then I can have some alcohol for my hands and my neighbors I can start making hand sanitizer like a lot of the distilleries are so I'm feeling like well, the I'm eth- going to pick this habit I'm being how serious I think I'm actually going to set up a still how do you make ethanol it's easy is it the same process there's a few ingredients but you know you have to hopefully I won't blow the house up blow up the block yeah <laughs> I am a redneck could happen I'll warn y'all <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like breaking bad yeah. You just I want to be the Walter White of liquor. It'll be blue. I'm going to call it Blue Ridge Mountain. Or some shit like that. The hipsters will go crazy for it. Um, or I could just call it Smoky Mountains. And you know why. Um, there's been a couple of things kind of buzzing around uh, in the in our lockdown, our time of lockdown. Some of us are in lockdown. Some of us are not. I don't know what the count is these days, but I feel like half of the country is in lockdown and the other half is like, it's just the flu. It'll go away. Well, what? it's not It's not really a lockdown. What is it? It's a, it's a shelter in place. It's, shelter in place? It's don't get yeah. sick and overwhelm your local medical services um, and, and make everything collapse. Yeah. But it's just easier and quicker to say shelter in place, right? Yeah. And the smarter of people are doing it um, and getting it, you know, and, and like I have relatives. My kin lives in Alabama. My niece and nephew, uh, Daniel and Emily. Hey, y'all. Um, they're already practicing social distancing uh, because the, the governor of Alabama's a uh, an idiot. So KIB's like, we're not California. No, but, you know, if you don't have that many hospitals, girl. And what, what's all the old folks going to do and the people on dialysis and yeah. the diabetics? Where's everyone going to go to get their care? If your hospital's been taken over by COVID-19. I mean, it's just... Well, if you're the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice, you're going to hold a day of prayer oh. where you're going to get all of your religious leaders together in one spot okay. oh, wow. and pray the virus away. Isn't that kind of like forcing the rapture? Yeah. Well, see that's, see, that's the irony of it, though, is that the people who don't believe in it are the people who are putting themselves in the most danger. Yeah. And their numbers are going to dwindle. Can I just say this would be the time to talk about how education is important in the United States. And well, when we get rid of old Betsy DeVos, maybe we get somebody in there who, uh, who's into book learning. Because <laughs> there's a lot of fuck tartary going on around there. Now, this man, uh, I'm not going to call out his name. I don't want to get sued. But there's a doctor uh, out of Michigan who's got himself a viral video going around. He's got everybody stressed out, telling us to, to leave our groceries outside for three days because we found from what cursory uh, study of COVID that we've had, because we haven't, haven't had a whole lot of time with this inside the human body, that it lives on surfaces like put cardboard for um, a day or two or three hours or whatever, plastic and stainless steel, it's like three days and maybe it's cardboard for 12 hours or whatever. So this guy thought it would be really smart to go in and have everybody scrub down like they're about to do open heart surgery just to get your groceries in the house. 
And no, I'm not a doctor. And yes, I went to school in the Alabama public school system, but I have taught myself critical thinking over the years, and that's just stupid. Um, There are actually people out there who are now starting to shout this guy down and say that you don't have to do all that bullshit that he's telling you. Just wash your hands. Um, Throw away packaging. Uh, You can wipe things down, but you really don't have to. Just keep washing your hands and stop touching your face. And if you're putting something up to your lips, you can wipe that off, wipe it down, but don't listen to that guy. That guy's got a lot of people unnecessarily stressed. And it's, um, I, I, I feel like he's done a disservice, and I hope uh, he gets his hand slapped, like for real, because you, sir, are Dr. Dumbass in my book. Um, yeah, well, because I saw the video, and I was like, oh, I mean, this will probably be helpful. And then literally one of the first things was like, don't bring the groceries into the house for three days. And I was like, Mm, I don't know. Like, could you imagine just leaving all of your groceries out on the porch in the middle of a pandemic? Here we go. Heads up. (laughs) If you need free groceries, go to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Exactly. They're handing shit out for free. (laughs) Just follow somebody home. I was like. So stupid. So again, there's a lot of just bad information. The the one thing. Yeah. The one thing I did take away that I think is semi helpful is like the produce. That's like sitting out in the middle and like the fruit and like I could see that like I could definitely see myself like washing all of that. But the rest of it, I was just like, this seems a a tad unnecessary. (laughs) And now professionals are actually coming out and saying, don't listen to this guy. Like people who are actually virologists who actually did this for a living. I don't know what kind of medicine this dude practices, but um, I just I hope that uh, if he's your doctor. See if there's somebody else on the list. Um, so, but here's the thing about fruit. My husband taught me this. I never used to wash anything. And my, my dad would grow vegetables in our garden. We had a huge garden when I was a kid. And my mother would store up vegetables. And we always had, like, some kind of stores. It was nice having a garden. And we grew everything from pole beans to corn to watermelon to strawberries to squash. You name it. Everything. And um, mm-hmm. he would spray that shit with malathion. I think my mother would wash them off. I remember in my mind's eye, she'd probably wash them off. But, I mean, it was a cursory wash off. I don't think you can wash off Roundup. (laughs) So I grew up on like a steady diet of Roundup. And then the Skeeter truck would come through. I don't know if you have the Skeeter truck there in West Virginia or in Virginia. But the Skeeter truck would come through and just spray the street. And we'd be right behind it playing in the streets. (laughs) Like, hey, the fog machine. Um, But so you were the one who always taught me, like, you and your mom were buying this fruit and vegetable soap to wash the fruit well, and vegetables I, down. Yeah, that was just something that she saw at, at Trader Joe's. I mean, you can just use soap. But I was just like, what is this fancy shit? Like, y'all are giving the, the vegetables and the fruit a bath. Well, yeah, I mean... So I didn't know. That's the thing in our house, though. So we already knew that. Yeah. I'm sure your mom washed it off. Your stuff off. But <laughs> see here, I mean, if you're getting it at the, at the grocery store and not from your garden, you don't know... Who's touched yeah, it, and it travels on the it travels on the freeway, yeah. you know, and it gets all sorts of shit. So you've already so. instilled that into me, and I feel like a lot of people are getting a lot of just firsthand lessons in hygiene that maybe wasn't taught at home, or you didn't listen to your grandma or your mama or your Sunday school teacher or whomever, or maybe your Sunday school teacher was just nasty. I don't know, uh, but I feel like there's one way to be safe, and then there's just this guy is just. He's just trading in fear. And I don't appreciate it, sir. Shame on you. Shame on you. Um, 
I also want to talk about something that I was recommending last week about working from home. And uh, I had a friend who listened to the podcast, and he goes, hey, I love your uh, really cute advice about working at home. It was helpful. You know I have three small children, right? So my uh, day of working at home is I get a whip, and I get a chair, and I play lion tamer all day long until they pass out. And if they're alive at the end of the day, I've done parenting work. I'm not getting any fucking work done. (laughs) And so I apologize to the parents out there. I am childless. And I'm obviously a moron because some of you have other distractions and pets. My cousin's trying to work at home with her cat laying on her keyboard and typing emails and shit when she's not in the room. I don't think it's Andre. She has a cat named Andre, by the way. So Andre, I think, is the one who's always trying to type on her keyboard. He's the needier one. And Big Boy is uh, more chill and relaxed. So, But, um, yeah, if you can work at home... (laughs) There you go. So uh, those are a couple of things. There is a video out there by a Dr. David Price. He is a, a doctor who's on the front line in New York, and he's got more real-world practical advice about shopping and living your daily life. So if you look up Dr. David Price on Vimeo, you'll find it. It's about an hour long. Yeah, uh, and it's worth it, and he covers mm-hmm. all the common questions. And it's not fear-based. It's, it's he, not fear-based. he makes it a, a point no. of very much, you know, this is not something you need to be afraid of. And in, even in that, just the delivery, you know, it it's sort of like okay, I can function. If you're if you if you're finding yourself having a hard time functioning, you know. Yeah. We don't need to be paralyzed with fear. No, it's not. It's not necessary. And it does no nobody any good. Yeah. So. Let's talk about the good things that are coming out of the quarantine. Let's talk about some good things. Let's talk about some good things. I think um, I will forever, from this day forward, from this time in history forward, I will always be super appreciative of grocery store workers and delivery people, the people who are serving on the front line, restaurant owners who adapted, <clears throat> uh, bars that are supporting their staff by doing, you know, delivery and curbside service and making grain alcohol. And I mean, it goes without saying, but we should say nurses on the front line, doctors, <clears throat> but our nurses are, you know, without our nurses, our whole system would fall. And 20% of the COVID numbers are uh, medical professionals. So I think about them I think about my niece's uh, dad. He is a an EMT. I think about those people. I will forever, I've always appreciated those people, but not to this depth. So mm-hmm. when while you're shopping, asking how, from a good six feet away, how are you doing? Or a thank you at the grocery store. Um, when you encounter these people, really tip your delivery service tip them well not some measly fucking 10 percent you know dig a little deep if you've got it um and thank them thank these people you know what i mean like thank the pharmacist and the the we see all the people working in the yards the pharmacist is a jackass and then not not giving you your morning after pill (laughs) maybe save that for later but uh i don't know how you guys feel about that like i never thought about them being on the front line and then this goes down and I'm like, oh my God, like, I really appreciate you guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I think the reason is because we just, the the attitude towards 
people who work on that level of service is reflective in in how much they're paid and how we as a society hold like value in wages. Yes. You know, like you always hear the argument, like why should a grocery worker make the same as a doctor? And I hope that all of this clarifies that. Yes. Because those are the people that are holding it down for us. Yes. And it's two wildly different professions, but you know, they're, they're still people doing their jobs. So they both keep us alive. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is I think this is definitely like a watershed moment in American history. I mean, it's as big as 9/11 or um, you know, Pearl Harbor. The the social f- fabric and and how we do things as a nation is going to completely change going forward. I hope so. You know, uh, how healthcare is going to be looked at. Not only how do we provide healthcare, but actual practical healthcare is is there enough of this is there enough of that to go around and if you want to like stimulate the economy why don't we just start building factories of you know that that push out uh, uh products uh, you know ventilators all this stuff that they need so when something like this happens you can ship it around the world yeah and then also you know we can put money into our infrastructure Fix all the roads like what they're doing now when no one's on, you know, using the roads. Yeah. That'll create tons of jobs. <laughs> yeah. I think another thing that's being pointed out very obviously is that it's important that we vote and we vote for the right people because the wrong people in charge uh, get people killed, cause confusion, delays, and create a disaster where there yeah. need not be a disaster. So it's a really good lesson in how important it is to be aware of who you're voting for. Voting is one thing, but voting for the right leadership you know even beyond your own party fuck your party like who is the right person for the job right now if trump were to surprise us all and pull it out of his ass and start to lead i'd be giving him his kudos and don't believe polls that tell you that he's surging in approval that's bullshit no one's asking any of us uh polls i need to know the sample size i need to know who these fuckers are because honestly um, he has not got a high approval rating. And this is the crazy I thing. I mean, they asked a thousand people, so that's like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a thousand idiots, obviously. Or people who, you know, are older or clueless or, again, it's just a thousand fucking yeah. people. So don't believe that. Like, so this is really important. It's a great moment of like, it's not about vote for a Democrat. It's like, who is the person who is qualified to lead in this situation? Yeah. I think we're seeing um, Cuomo earn his keep uh, we're seeing Newsom, even though yeah. he's a dramatic little bitch, but <laughs> I love Newsom's leadership. The, the 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 mayors and the governors who are having to step up because there is no national mandate on this, we're getting to see who's built for this job. Yeah. And I think we should keep that in mind when yeah. we're we're choosing our leaders. It's really deadly important that we participate in this system as best we can. You know? Yeah. I also want to point out in the wake of this um two trillion dollar coronavirus relief bill that was just signed by trump yesterday i think um i think that is proof that when there's ever a question of how we're going to pay for anything we can we always can the money is there sure we can afford it it's whether our government chooses not to the next time we ask well can we can we eliminate the homeless population by offering free housing we can we choose not to but we can right you know 
can we afford a $15 minimum wage? Yeah, and we can afford a lot more than $15. We can. And the list goes on and on and on. And this is what I, we touched on this a little bit last week too, but I think, again, everything changes so much and ever, so much has happened just in this past week. But it, it's just becoming more and more apparent that what we thought wasn't possible is possible. It's right. just a matter of whether our government chooses to act on it and whether we have the the fortitude and the constitution to go out and vote and make that change happen. Right. Yeah. So if there's a silver lining to any of this is that it is, it is exposing a lot of truths and a lot of people are finally realizing, Oh yeah, grocery workers are an essential service. Oh yeah. We, they should be paid a lot more like a bunch of different things. So there's also a bill that hasn't actually passed yet. And well, not in its full, you know, it may have par- passed in part, so I may be speaking out of turn about this. But there's the right to to vote mail act, the the vote to the right to vote by mail act, and I don't know why they don't push it through. I mean, I know why they don't push it through because people have to gerrymander the shit out of things and move polls and close them down and make it hard for people to to vote. But in your state, um, if there's one thing you can press upon your leaders to act on, your congressmen, your reps. Find out who they are first. Go do that. I had to find out who the mayor of Santa Monica was today. Didn't know. Uh, we kind of looked to L.A., but now I'm like, oh, McKeon. All right. The person before that was his name was Gleam, G-L-E-A-M. That's some hippie shit right there. Anyway, so um, we found out we also don't vote for our mayor. We uh, It's a... No, they're, they're it's a true republic. That's why they call it the People's Republic of Santa Monica. We're like, oh, we thought it was a joke. No, it's actually we're a yeah. republic. And they're like one... Well, they're what one year terms or two year terms? Yeah, they have a one year term. I didn't even know this about my own government. So it's always good to like educate yourself and familiarize yourself with your own government and then press upon yeah. whomever has the access to vote on a bill like this that that's what you want. That that's the one thing that you can get out of your leadership. It's already been drafted. Um, just bang that gong. Do it now while you've got this time at home and. Just write some emails to your leaders and go, hey, what about that register to vote by uh, mail act? Let's do that. Hey, come on. Yeah. Because then when a COVID rears its ugly head, when we are in a places of, you know, we have to work or there's child care or there's transportation issues, you can, in the comfort of your own home, or if you're homeless, um, you should be able to, those people should be accommodated. They have a right to say. I believe. So get that kind of word out there that that's what you want. That's one of the things you want. And that's the, you know, and there's two things right there. You want um, fast food and restaurant workers and grocery store workers to make a living wage. You want the working class people to make a living wage. There you go. At least 15. Come the fuck on. At least 15. And uh, we get to all vote by mail. How about that? Yeah. Right. And two if you, if you start, everybody. if you start off small by just your local government, because this is what I'm learning. Because I'm uh, now I have a list of all of our council members. Read up on them. Know who they are. I I remember voting for one of them in our last election because I went to school with him. So, um, was he a shitbird? No, he's a cool cat. Oh. And 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 I and I don't know him now. And it's that's not a a good measurement <laughs> of saying who to vote for. Don't do that. Um. But None it, of us are perfect. We're not coming from a lecture kind. We're yeah, not but the thing people. is, it's like, hey, it's not it's not out of your realm to understand. That's that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, it's not rocket scientists. You just 
Socks. If you start at your local level and just look at how government, how your city operates, and then just go from there and start going up, you'll, you'll, I think participation will be a little bit more and you enjoyable. Know you might also get inspired to run because if you go to a lot of these city council and that's meetings, the thing. you see that it's not a brain trust. <laughs> There's so many stupid people in government. You're like, oh shit, I could do this. Then go do it. And that has, you know, just be, and also there's the other, the, the other side of that is like, just because you can run doesn't mean you should. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the wrong people run for these things is what I'm on. Because you get of. people like Getz and all those other dumb motherfuckers. <gasps> and again, Florida, I'm sorry, but come on now, you can do better. There's some really awesome people in Florida. Some great people there. It's a lot of really cool, creative, awesome, intelligent, smart people, but I, I don't think those people would tend to be drawn to office yeah could change though there's always that one that shines bright like a diamond there's a be a Kamala don't be a Donald Trump um, some other good things I don't know if you guys have been following this but DJ Nice or D Nice is his IG handle that's just D and then N-I-C-E he's been doing club quarantine DJ mixes for a good week now uh, Questlove is doing it. Other DJs are now um, jumping on the trend. But he was the one that started it about a week and a half ago. He got on the IG Live. He'd never used it before, didn't even know what it was for, went live and started mixing in his living room. He had a, he was, had a couple cocktails, and he's like, we're all inside in New York, and I'm just going to mix. And next thing you know, uh, almost 200,000 people were in his room with him um, online on IG Live, and Michelle Obama showed up to the party, um, and he's keeping that going. So if you're feeling a little isolated and lonely, there's a lot of great content right now. Just go look for that live. Like At first it was driving me crazy. Everybody's going live. But now I'm kind of into it. I'm getting to see how Dwayne Wade's living room looks. I'm getting to see who's got more money than other people. Some people, <laughs> like there's an actor who was on Mr. Robot. He lives here in Santa Monica. I'm like, you got a little-ass apartment, dude. Okay. That's that is it's a trippy thing because now see you people at their house. Yeah. you get to see how they want their aesthetic to be portrayed on on a, a national stage. It's very some dudes some dudes on the news on MSNBC don't give a fuck. Don't about give a fuck what it looks like. It's like a them. lamp and a table. I don't give a shit. You know, uh, and we're also finding out what good audio means. Um, yeah, <laughs> Robert Robert Wright is it Robert Wright? Robert Wright, yeah. He's got this huge ass headphone, like what I'm wearing right now, and then like a cable coming down. I'm yeah. like, yo, dude. <laughs> but I think some of these guys are getting advice, or getting like their stuff shipped to them, or a text coming in, who's all masked up and, and and setting them up. Like Biden's got this. Biden's got his whole setup in his living room. Yeah, so. his his setup is definitely not. You know, some homies just blazing up a little bit and then hopping on IG live, and I'm like, I'm getting to see how everybody lives. So this has been kind of fun. All <laughs> right. So, but you know, I I think yeah. it is kind of cool how how many celebrities are going on Instagram Live. Like, I was literally, I, the depths of my boredom in quarantine knows no bounds. I was literally <laughs> watching Sophie Turner's Instagram Live with Joe Jonas of them just like baking, <laughs> and I was like, "This is it." But this it's kind of it's come to. It's kind of Zen Garden, though. I like it. I love it. No, it's really Zen. But like sometimes you like you you're watching it and then you think, "Oh my god." Some of these celebrities are just really boring people. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like when they're not doing their thing, they're just really boring they're people. They're just normal people. I have one word for everyone. Writers. <laughs> we do a lot. 
We really do. We make them interesting. We put the words in their mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then like I'm you just know, waiting to like what 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 celebrity is going to say the next problematic thing now that everyone's publicists are like not near them. <laughs> apparently, do you know what it is? You know who's it's... killing it is Cardi B. She's 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 killing this game. She's good at it. Not only is Car- Cardi out here like being a meme, getting memed up with her coronavirus thing. Um, <laughs> she is now she doing, doing like a that? crowdfund for uh, Joe Exotic. She's Man. she's doing a crowdfund to help him out. The well, Tiger King is in jail, and she's trying to help his ass out. I mean, come on. What's the show that she's a judge on? Um, I don't know what that show was. It was a Netflix show. I stopped watching it because T.I. was making his daughter go and get those virginity tests. So Oh, that's right. I don't remember what it is now. I didn't finish it because I was like, bouncing that, on T.I. Now he's apologized, so I might go back to that's it. The only, that's the only exposure I ever had to... To Cardi. to Cardi, and it was like yeah. a riot. I don't follow her on Instagram or She's, anything like I that. I love Cardi. Cardi could just basically just read from the phone book, and I would watch it. It sounds entertaining. She's hilarious. She's uh, didn't she used to strip? She's proud of it, and I love her that she's proud of it because you know. She's just hilarious. She's fucking hilarious, and she knows she knows how to to operate her world. And now she's trying to help Joe Exotic. So. What a wacky world we're living in. There's so much good <laughs> shit. Like tomorrow at five o'clock, I want to say PST. You have to look this up because Rock didn't specify. But The Rock is going to, if you follow The Rock's Instagram, he does a cheat meal. And The Rock's cheat meal is what a family of eight would eat at Thanksgiving, right? He's a big dude, right? He works out. He earns his cheat meals. And sometimes he'll just have like four plates of sushi and his laptop, because, you know, probably the family's sleeping, and he's doing this at night, and he doesn't want to be disturbed, or he just, you know, he has his ways. So t- tomorrow night, Sunday, if you're listening to this later, it's already happened, but Sunday night, you can sit and share your favorite cheat meal with The Rock. He's going to go live on Instagram, and you can join him. We can join in. Did that napkin say what the what was on the menu? Um, I forgot what it said. Oh. But um, I just love this. I love wow. that... We're finding out new things about ourselves uh, for the for the better and for the worse. Like, I thought I was going to be completely cool in this world of the quarantine because this is how I live. And now I'm finding that I feel very claustrophobic, psychologically yeah. impinged. I'm a little, I'm fighting some depression I didn't know was floating around in there. Um, I'm extremely stressed out for my friends and my family and the world. Um, I find myself crying for literally no reason whatsoever. Um, everything's making me cry. Commercials, um, online content about heroes and things that people are... I'm just, you know, I'm a mess. So I'm kind of embracing that, I think, a little bit. How are you guys doing? I mean, like... Is this just me going through menopause, or do you feel no, like everybody else no. is doing the same thing? I think thing? a lot of people are stressing out, like really yeah. max stressing. I mean, yeah. like, I'm the kind of person that doesn't mind being at home, but, like, it's different when, like, it's normal, and, like, if you wanted to go somewhere, you could. Yeah. But now that's not an option, so it's not. it's almost like you can't enjoy being at home because there's no contrast. Yes. Like, you sit there, and you're just like, man, I miss just, like, going places and see and doing things like seeing a movie or something like yeah. <laughs> and like anytime I, I find myself feeling down about everything 
the the one thing that is keeping me going is like the prospect of the the that one day where we're all gonna wake up and we're are like you know like movie theaters and restaurants are reopening like broadway's gone live again the delayed movie premieres are getting their new dates like that day is going to happen we don't know when could be weeks could be months could be a year we don't know but like it is going to happen and we're going to be so so grateful yeah and we're going to be yeah we're going to be grateful i think there's again lots of perspective that's going to be happening and i I think people are are not going to be taking everything for granted as much including myself like, I don't yeah. think I'm going to be so much of a homebody anymore. I think you know, same here. I think exactly the same. That's what I was thinking. Like, I found myself going, you know what, man? You know, me and Ian just need to, we need to bounce over to the cock and bull, like, at least every couple of weeks and throw some darts and have a pint. Even if you're there for 45 minutes, I just, I'm craving interacting with other human beings now as much as i mean i'm very lucky i'm home with uh, the person i love he's my partner in life like i'd rather spend time with ian than do anything he's it's my favorite thing to do is chill with ian we make each other laugh we mix it up we have you know thoughtful conversations or we make a lot of fart jokes or noises or actually fart uh hot box each other in bed but there's just (laughs) there's a part of me that's just like i i I really want to get back out there when this is all over and and truly enjoy life in a way that I haven't been. So absolutely the same, right? Yeah. Speaking of which, and, and until that day, um, I'm going to invite you to this, Andre. I was talking to my cousin. So she's working from home, and she has to punch in. She literally starts at 730, and her day ends at 4. She takes a lunch for half an hour, and she takes two 15-minute breaks. She has to literally punch a timer a clock to do this and I think it's kind of an ideal way to work from home because you can kind of slide into the abyss when you start working from home so as much as she like she's like yeah I still have a bell around my neck but you know I'm at my home with the bell around my neck but what I love about it is that she you know she's doing her best to adapt she's a very much a social butterfly I call her the mayor of OB she always either she either goes to one of like two or three places after work and has her dinner at the bar, sees her friends, knows everyone, supports those businesses, and they welcome her, you know, because they know her. And she's, you know, she's like a lot of people who had their routines and they're, they're kind of making do. So I know how she misses her bar friends, and I know how she misses um, interacting with people because she's really good at it. Hey, Tina. Um, tain, tain is that we're going to do some online happy hours. I'm seeing people doing this around. So a couple of days next week, when she clocks out at 4, which would be, what, 7 o'clock Eastern time, we should um, all jump online and have, like, a happy hour online. doesn't have to be long. It can be, like, just sit around and share some tea, talk about some bullshit. Um... What do you say? What do you guys think about that? I think that could be fun. Yeah? Yeah. Andre could drink coffee because he's always drinking coffee. <laughs> or ha- maybe have some rosé. I don't know. It would be fun just to, you know, nothing, not something that you're creating for content or you're recording so you don't mm-hmm. have to come with your notes and be presentational. Um, I know you guys don't believe this, but we do actually put some thought into these shows. Um <laughs> But like you know, you're you can just kind of play some music and 
and chill and laugh with your yeah. friends because I'm feeling like I'm craving that now. And now I'm like, and I know for my cousin, she would love that. Like, hey, we're going to go to the bar now. And we're all going to have our drinks and we're all going to sit and just talk about sports or politics or, you know, who's really gay in Hollywood. Uh, I can do a good 20 minutes on that one. Um, just whatever. Uh, I just feel like we should try it at least. See if it gives us any kind of relief. I'm not sure. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. Um, another good thing that's come out of the um, this disastrous, uh, heartbreaking time. The good thing is that pet adoptions and fostering are through the roof in some places. Some dogs have completely been adopted out. Um, a lot of shelters are finding themselves sans animals because people are... Uh, they had the time there at home. Now I don't know what the other side of this is going to be. Yeah, do they just get like a? Do the dogs get then dropped off unmasked? Surge of returns. <laughs> I hope not. I'm trying to stay on the positive side of this. And so you've got Scruffy in your home. You've fallen in love with Scruffy. You've had him for three months. Surely you're not going to just hand him back, right? Don't give Scruffy back. Don't give Scruffy back. Keep Scruffy. Uh, and then I feel like the pets are getting the upside of all this attention. And then I do also wonder what happens when you have to go back to work and the animals like. Where the fuck did they go? Um, yeah, yeah, I would be scared. Well, I would be scared of of the the pet having like um, separation anxiety. Like yeah. if I did decide to keep it, because if I'm home all the time and then all of a sudden I'm not, like yeah. that can be very stressful for a pet. But I also like I know I wouldn't be able to give it back. Like I, that would be my new pet. Our our dog that we had a couple years ago, I fell in love with her like literally the moment I met her, and then that was that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. I would not be forgiven if I brought another dog home. My dog would never speak to me again. He is definitely an only <laughs> child. Um, but I'm very encouraging of people who are fostering and taking people in. Ian, Ian, <laughs> just called Haggis Ian. Um, I mean, uh, Haggis and I have a bond. Like he likes to be where I am. And when we leave the house just to go like, like, sometimes we'll be gone for like three or four hours doing errands and we come back and he greets you like you've just come back from space. <laughs> like you've been <laughs> in like the space station for a year. He's like, oh, where have you been? I can only imagine what he would do if I ever got a day job. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Haggis. I'm never getting a day job. Um, <laughs> this is it, son. But yeah, I know I do. I do think about that. But we're, we're trying to concentrate on the good things. The good thing is lots of pets right now in the moment are getting a lot of love and support and um, I think it's awesome. A lot of landlords are either uh, waiving rent or bringing rent down to a hundred dollars so people can survive. And there's been there's been a moratorium on um, like evictions and some sorts of things in L.A. and also Santa Monica. I mean, it's until you know like April fifteenth. Yeah. I mean, you still have to have your money, but yeah, you know they've given you a little bit of a a break you're seeing a lot of good behavior by some people and then you're seeing some not so good behavior like the hoarding and people just being fucking rude and weird and grabby but i think by and large i've seen a lot of i continue to see good behavior i don't know about you guys what are you guys seeing up close and personal i think you know for the most part uh, i think people are are adjusting to the you know at least the distance the barrier the six feet barrier because it's i don't know you don't normally say hey can you please step back to somebody unless they're like right up on your face but 
I think everyone's been pretty cool for the most part. Yeah. And I haven't seen any f- looting or anything. Have you seen anything, Andre, in your neck of the woods? I mean, again, I, again, I couldn't tell you because I have not left the house <laughs> yeah. at all. So I don't. I no. Have, no, like not at all. Like I've, I've, I've like, I mean, again, I've, I've left like twice. Like once was to, you know, practice driving with Sophia, and then the other time was to go see my dad. But that's it. So I have no idea how how people in Virginia are handling it. At least for the most part of people I know in Virginia, it's it's. I don't think we're technically on lockdown, but we are stay at home, like like only essential businesses, the whole shebang. But yeah, 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 I don't, I don't really have a gauge on. All I know is that it's there's no toilet paper. That's all I know because my mom <laughs> goes to the store a couple of times a week and she still can't find any. I think we're okay. We have a little stockpile, but. I think in a week or so, if we don't get any, we might be in trouble. <laughs> Y'all gonna be standing in the bathtub <laughs> with, your, with your pants off. <laughs> Spritting your butthole. <laughs> just get her done. Don't get any on your socks. <laughs> I just say, if you're not, if you're not ver- well versed in the table, I feel like you should just take everything off from the waist down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're just, I mean, I mean, I, I swear to Christ, like everything, we're all gonna have to adjust in yeah. some. I mean, every part of our life is a, an adjustment. It's a trip. How massive what just happened in what month three of 2020? And it's not over yet. I, I do feel. I feel like this. I feel like we. I thought we were somewhat prepared for, you know. A disaster? No, not at all. No. Now I'm starting to realize what I thought that we had put up in our stores was good for a disaster. I need like 10 times more than that. And the thing that keeps occurring to me is the reason that you need 10 times more is not to hoard, but so you can help everybody on your street if you need to. To be a good citizen, you want to be able to go, do you need medical supplies? I have it. Do you, you know, because one of the things that I'm doing right now is I'm studying for my ham license um, for this disaster prep that we started a couple of years ago. And I'm finding that, you know, I joined a ham group on Facebook. It's a beginners uh, for, you know, for ham beginners people. Um, and I'm just finding, like, that's what ham operators do. They serve the community. And I'm like, I don't want to just store things just for us. I want to be able to help people in my neighborhood. So what does that look like? Doing a lot of research. I'm going to build a still, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not going to go, um, I'm not going to go full on like doomsday prepper, you know, and take on like four husbands <laughs> and have a stockpile of weapons. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to branch Davidian it, but, um, but it's like, it's taught me that what I thought I was prepared for, I wasn't in any way, shape or form prepared for, you know? Yeah, I think this is very much. I'm, I'm, and I'm. It's not. I'm, we're not even halfway through, so I'm not even talking like looking at the next game or anything like that. But I think we really need to just put together something really legitimate. You should see my list right now. Chuck a horse. It's yeah. crazy. People go like for the next like ten years. What do you want for a birthday, Lisa? Oh, uh, see my Maries. <laughs> I'm registered at uh, Army dot gov. Yeah. Um, a lot of good things. Another good thing, they're moving up the release dates on a lot of films. We talked about this a little bit last week, but we're seeing more and more of those. What's interesting about this is a lot of the studios are using this as a, a way to test. Like, will people pay 20 yeah. bucks for a film, right? 
And I think this is a bad time to gauge that, and here's why. I feel like people who are very uncertain in a lot of cases of whether they have a job on the other side of this and who are having to stretch with whatever they had in place when this all went down are going, okay, how long is it going to go on? Indefinitely. How much money do I have for these store runs? I don't know. So a $20 movie, which you may be completely willing to do in normal times, is not something that's a priority when you're you know, saving your coins for the near future. So I hope that they don't take this as a sign that it won't work because they certainly need to understand that, like right now, there's like four movies I want to see, but I don't want to pay $20 a pop. Now that's on like $80, $100. That $100 may be what I need for medicine or... Well, the 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 theater the theater crowd I think has already been dying, right? Not a lot of people go to the theater as once they they used to. It's not dying; it's just it's taken a hit. We should say. I think this might even give it another hit because, like, going to a theater now post COVID, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. I don't know what's out there. Yeah. So. It could be a good pushing point, even though the the don't trust the numbers right now. Don't use don't not use this as a a jumping point to get into that market and see what the possibilities are, because it might be a real thing. Now you have you have to worry about people shooting you in movie theaters and now you have to worry about, you know, getting a respiratory disease or Ebola or something. But But I but I think I think. There's also going to be like the other side of that where people, again, are going to embrace the fact that if they wanted to go to a movie theater, they could. Exactly. Like I think, like they're they're not going to take it so much for granted. That is interesting. Like what you what you're saying about like twenty dollars right now seems a lot, especially with a lot of people out of work. And but I would hope that whoever is keeping track of the of the numbers, like. I hope that that they're taking that into account and knowing that if if this experiment they're doing is creating okay numbers, then it's safe to assume that in normal circumstances it could maybe even exceed the amount of money they would make at a, at a typical box office or in addition to a typical box office. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think they just should take these things into consideration and not just see it as black and white. You know what I mean? I would love to see them moving that way because I would definitely use that. I service. would see more movies. I, I would see. Yeah. Uh, we I would definitely would in our household buy a movie on early release instead of doing this ninety days and longer for it to come out. Because I'm like, eh, no. Well, right now I'm not getting. I'm not watching any of those new releases because I don't know what the the future is going to be. I'm a person who works for myself. My industry has already been spooked, and we may go on indefinite. And we're not like Canada, and we're not like the UK, where they're getting a lot more money from their government. We're that we have like one of the richest countries in America, and we're giving people like twelve hundred dollars a pop at this point. Are you fucking shitting me? Are you kidding me? Right? Like, what are you talking about? And then you're gonna bail out the airlines. You know, you guys are having some sort of like our government well, is I mean, having some sort of breakdown. It, that's why it's- that's why it's two trillion dollars, honestly. Because like, if you so if you calculated all of the people, not even like all of the people that are that are eligible for this check, which is people who make less than seventy five thousand dollars, if you just took everybody in America, so that's three hundred twenty million or so. Let's round it up to three thirty. 
and you did the calculations you and you gave 330 million people twelve hundred dollar checks it wouldn't be near the number of two trillion dollars so you have to wonder where else that money is going well we know it's a slush fund for the trump administration at this point to do with what and maybe he can pay putin back maybe will he pay putin back so he can stop being his bitch and he's already he's already put in the the memo to to sort of get rid of the uh, oversight that the the democrats wanted to put in or or put in so i don't know how that extrapolates because if he's if he's removed from office in say six months, you know what happens. Um, I mean, there's still economic recovery that needs to happen. There's still checks that are going out. I mean, it almost seems like are, were they looking at this as if Trump's not going to be there and he's not going to be able to do anything to this package that we've just signed into law? I don't know. I don't know how that shit works, but I really want to understand how it works. Well, we're going to have a front row seat to it every day to see how it unfolds. They're not done. They have more bills to come. Yeah. But I just thought that it was a paltry amount uh, out of this trillion, t- you know, two, to two trillion or whatever package that this is what we get. It's like, fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. That ain't nothing. But back on the... Back on the theater thing, I wanted to ask you guys, like, what is the, for you guys, what is the biggest, like, factor of, like, going to a movie theater that just, like, puts you off it? Is it the parking? Is it the cost of the ticket? Is it, what is it for you guys? I think for me, it's other human behavior. Um, I'm always just very super and hyper aware that I can't pause it. I can't rewind it. Um, I had to listen fairly carefully, even though it's loud as shit, because it doesn't have subtitles. You guys should work on that. Uh, people do it at home all the time. Um, I think it's just because I'm going to get in there and I'm going to have driven there. Parking's fine. But, you know, for that ticket price, I want an uninterrupted experience. And people are on their phones and so you see the flash and the thing. So for me, it's like people who are not respectful. I feel like, mm-hmm. okay, I can do this at home. I don't want to be interrupted like this. And I get highly annoyed at it. While I also, ironically love the shared experience of seeing a film with a good audience. There's nothing better than seeing a film collectively with people who are into it. It is, it's, it adds to the experience greatly enriches the experience. So mm-hmm. the reason that I go is, is the reason that I don't want to go because if it's a bad audience, you know, then I, I hate having my time wasted. So I feel like it's that. And then the price point, yeah. I feel like it's just, out of all the things that I already pay for, we're paying like roughly $200 a month, then you're throwing those ticket prices on top of everything, and you're going to have a tub of popcorn. That's jacked up to the roof, like by 80%. It ends up being very cost prohibitive, uh, Mm -hmm. which is probably a solid number two factor for me. What is it for you guys? Yeah, because we we make it a point to go at a time where we minimize the human interaction so when it does happen it's really annoying um but the 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 next one for me is definitely a price point it's not like astronomical um but but 24 dollars later and the movie sucks you're like yeah 24 dollars and i don't own it almost and i don't own it yeah (laughs) you know like i don't own the movie at the end of that experience so a 20 dollar movie online I can buy it if I want to, and then my in-laws come into town or people visit, and there it is. It's in a – they can watch it when they're in the home or other ways we won't talk about on the podcast. But, you know, I'm like, just like 
that's mm-hmm. the the appeal. And I can pause it. I can rewind it. I can pee. I pee a lot. Big peer over here. Uh, hence, why well, I'm going to be going to the bathroom in the yard soon. Anyway, um, I think that's for me. Like I don't own it, and I've gotten used to owning that. I love the theater, though. I love having that experience with other people. I just you know, and and what seeing a film in LA can be t- it can be quite tricky, you know. Um, yeah, I think there's so many different interesting factors in something like this because, um, do you do you guys pay for your parking? No, no not not okay. where we go, but some places we would have to. What about there? Okay, no, we don't pay for parking. I I I've heard of people doing that in California, and I'm like, wait, that's a thing. I did, I had no idea that that was a thing. Um, and I mean, I guess if you're going to a mall with a movie theater, then you're paying for the parking garage in the mall. So that kind of makes sense. But no, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things in this, this early home release could be proved tricky because I mean, basically you have the high price point and you have the concessions and you have the shared experience and you have all of that in order to see a film three months earlier than you would if you waited for the home release. And then people who liked the film three months ago and then are going to buy the film for $20 so they can have it to watch it whenever they want, then that model can be can prove tricky because if we're already paying $20 for an early home release, then they're essentially losing out on that second cost of people buying the movie and it may just render DVDs useless. And so there's like a lot of like, different things but i think it's worth trying like i think it's totally worth trying they might have to jack it up because i mean like i mean like 20 dollars is still about round where you would like if you wanted to buy a recently released film on like amazon prime you'd pay like 17 dollars, 19 dollars if you get it in standard definition or high definition so like it's the price point is still kind of the same and the value depending on you know, the family or whoever's watching it, like four people getting a movie for $20 is a lot. But I mean, like for me who would pay like $9 to see a film, I'm paying double at that point. So it's like, it's such a weird, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what their, what the ultimate decision is and how they handle that. And I don't think it's going to be universal. I think it's going to be a long time before like early home release becomes like the thing to do. I think there's going to be some some companies that are going to try it out and some people and that'll be like a major selling point for those companies is that hey we offer early home releases you know fund our films so I have a I have a suggestion why don't we just leave it up to the governors <laughs> just kidding I'm just fucking <laughs> with you guys um, yeah depending on what Alabama's state like you're y'all in, can't see them suck. movies are cussing and yeah. fucking in them now can't do it night against God. Um, Another good thing that's going on is that I have to say on dog walks now, because there's I have never seen these people before in my life. I don't know where they came from. Uh, they have emerged from the hole. There's a lot of freak shows that, that live in or near um, our neighborhood. I feel like I'm in Greenwich Village, and it is the 70s. Where the fuck have you people been? I don't know who you are. Some of you have never walked before, and it shows. It just, <laughs> you don't know how to even walk down the street. I think most most people are crossing the street when they see you coming, which is good. I have to tell you, the greatest day of my life is when I see a middle-aged white woman uh, cross the street. Because normally when I'm on dog walks, these people are the bane of my existence. I don't know what it is about the middle-aged white women in my neighborhood, 
They don't know the universal rule of when I'm already on the block and you step on the block with your dog, you cross. If yeah. I did the other thing, it's just, I don't know if that's an, an East Coast thing in me, but people don't do it here. And the happiest moments of my life are watching people cross the street to get the <laughs> fuck up out of the way. I'm like, and I've even seen the middle-aged white woman, women do it, and I'm like, holy shit. As a middle-aged white woman, uh, you should know better than this. Uh, but no, most of y'all don't. It took a fucking pandemic for y'all to learn how to cross <laughs> the fucking street, but I'm glad you finally got it. Maybe you'll keep it up. I'm going to keep it up and go, pandemic could be happening any moment. Let's practice. You cross the street. Long mm-hmm. after this is over, I'm going to, remember that time, COVID-19? Cross the street, bitch. Cross. Cross right now. I might have Ebola. You don't know it. Get over there. Um, but I think it's a, it's one of the things I'm celebrating. Um. Here's a big exciting thing, guys. The Internet Archive has temporarily eliminated wait lists for tons of ebooks to create a national emergency library open to anyone with an internet connection. The address is simply archive.org. So if the price point for these films is too much for you, you don't have cable, you don't have the budget for it, the Internet Archive is the place to go. Thousands of titles. There's audio books. Yeah. There's movies. There's old time radio. You can get old time radio. Old time radio from there. Dozens All of free. them. So archive.org, completely free to you. Go and check it out. It's just, it's a treasure trove of fun stuff that you should check out. It's all all the public. Um, what do they call it? Public. Public domain. Public domain shit. If you've ever been curious about Moby Dick, now's the time to go and read it <laughs> and get 20 pages in and go, fuck that, like the rest of us. Um, like, nah. The one thing I do think about going back to the theater, though, is I think about Broadway. About this time, it, it would have been this weekend that Andre and Lindsay and Harley were going to go to New York. They were going to drive to New York, and they were going to see Hadestown. Um, and before we get into your perspective on that, Andre. Andre on uh, Andre Mangal has his, uh, his uh, YouTube channel. You can also check this out on Facebook. Um, he has put together this awesome track from Hades Town, uh, kind of commemorating um, his loss here, if you will. But it's beautiful. Go and see him do his thing. He plays in. He sings. You have a nice voice, by the way, Andre. So um, go and check that out and tell him how they can find that. So. What inspired that, and what headspace are you in about that trip? Like, what's up? Um, yeah, I don't... It was hard because when, like, last week when we were starting this whole quarantine thing, I was really scolding myself anytime I, like, felt disappointment about not seeing Town or not doing my recital because I know there are literally people dying and there are worse things to miss out. But then I remember I saw this post, it was either on Facebook or Twitter and it was like, um, you know, in order to deal with these things, you have to like, let yourself be disappointed and it's okay to feel disappointed and constantly comparing it and saying that it could be worse. Isn't helpful. Um, and I'm still learning that this week, you know, our graduation got canceled. So that's a little rough to deal with. And, but you know, to contrast, like I let myself be disappointed in that. Cause I, I think on one hand I was like, I want to feel the disappointment so I could, you know, deal with it. But the other was like losing graduation is like comparatively a pretty big deal. Um, 
So and I so I yeah I'm I'm dis I'm disappointed, and I couldn't help but like, you know we we were going to a, a two o'clock matinee. So when two o'clock rolled around, I couldn't help but think like if things were different, like I wouldn't be doing yard work. <laughs> I would be in an air conditioned theater about to see the show that I've wanted to see for months. Um. So I'm yeah like I'm I'm doing okay like I'm I just like have let myself felt that dis- feel that disappointment in order to get over it and I know that it's gonna happen one day and we are going and we're already making plans to try to find another another day it just all depends when all of this is over honestly um but yeah and I but with the video I was like well I have to do something because like. One, it gave me something to do. Um, <laughs> and two, I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to like, you know, be in the, the headspace of the show to, to sort of like kind of mourn the loss of not being able to see it and yeah. having to wait a couple more months before we see it. But that's very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that totally, completely. You know, you got a, I'm totally a, a believer in embracing stuff. You know, embracing and, and and not trying to shove it down and and act like it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. to kind of go that fucking sucks and grieve it in its own way and and let it kind of wash through you. Totally about that. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about, sort of a strange transition, but not really talking about things you want to do. This is the first time since. I've lived here and in the history probably of Los Angeles that you can get um, to anywhere in 20 minutes. You just can't stop. (laughs) Um, Los Angeles is currently the way people who are not from here think it is. Uh, People come to visit me. I've told this story often on the podcast. People come and they visit. Like they're down in Anaheim and they go, hey, um, you want to have lunch? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, you want to have lunch today? Bitch, you're in Anaheim. Yeah, but I'm in L.A. No, bitch, you're in you're in Anaheim. You're not in Los Angeles. Um, it's ten o'clock. Yeah, you want to meet for lunch? I said, no, bitch. It's uh, it's three forty-five on a Friday, and uh, <laughs> I could fly to Europe by the time I get to Anaheim to have. What are you talking? And who wants to go to Anaheim on purpose? And if you're you know not going to <laughs> Disneyland, um, who wants to go to Disneyland on purpose? <laughs> I'm not one of those people, but there are people who love it, and I don't want to shit on your thing. Yeah, you know, people who universally love that. I mean, they they're billionaires for a reason. But like for me, this would be that time where people would come into town, like they're downtown. Hey, uh, see you in 20 minutes, and I would not be lying. I would not be lying. I could get to downtown in 20 fucking yeah. minutes. Um, there's nowhere to go. I can't get out of the car. Um. But it's really strange to see what a ghost town um, the mighty Los Angeles is. To see New York City empty. I think one of the things I do like once a day is I go on Hidden Los Angeles and other places and just look at the empty streets. They're starting to do road work. Um, They're taking advantage of repainting the lines. I think they repainted Abbey Road uh, the last couple of days. The wow. famous Abbey Road that the Beatles walked across because the the street traffic there is so heavy and it's such a high traffic area for tourists and Beatle fans that they, they had a chance to repave it. So there's some good things that are coming out of this. Uh, the Walking Dread, Dead uh, opening scene with Rick on the horse. It's now true um, in Atlanta. So <laughs> there's I just saw that and I was like, I was I was initially pissed when I saw that because I was like, 
this just makes me more anxious. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I get it's cool and whatnot. I get the side-by-side gimmick, but also this is terrifying. It is terrifying. But, no, there was a, there was a better side-by-side photo of, of New York City a month ago to a couple days ago and like there's like no smog in the city right like it's practically gone same thing here so like yeah yeah you can actually see the hollywood sign you know (laughs) i like when people come here at certain like they come here deep summer and they're like i want to see the hollywood sign we're like we do too no one's seen it in four months congratulations (laughs) if you find it um so yeah like seeing the clean air seeing the venice canals and actually venice italy being clear you can see the bottom you can see the fish. Um, I think we're learning so much about our earth and ourselves. And not all of it is bad. I think it's just, it's interesting to take stock of this time and, and just sort of look around you, right? So mm-hmm. that's what I appreciate. It's just there's so many trippy things going on that I we would have never experienced. Unfortunately, we've now surpassed any country in the world with COVID cases. We have thousands of deaths now. And there's a lot of fear in the air. So I think it's not that I want to put my head in the sand, but if I do give into it, if I embrace all of this too much, it comes and gets me. I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. I end up going on a crying jag. And my blood pressure, my watch starts going off and letting me know, like, bro, your BPM is through the roof right now. Calm down, you know. Because I'm one of those people who's like, I don't know how you guys are, but I'm super sensitive i grew up like being told i was too sensitive um and i am very susceptible to this shit even though i may come off like some hard as rock person i have a very creamy center so i'm like okay i've got to find the good because if i give in to the bad i'm you know stroke out i'm not super young anymore so my blood pressure medicine can only do so much so yeah i'm trying to like take stock in the things that are good that are coming out of it while also recognizing that this is a scary fucking uncertain time right um and i'm very frustrated with our leadership but i'm also celebrating the people who are leading well so good on governors cuomo and newsom for being a guiding light in our country um I do want to encourage you guys to do something. If you have an iWatch, if you don't, you can do this without an iWatch. Um, There's a little setting on your watch called Breathe. And you can set it up to up to 10 times a day to stop down and you take that minute to breathe. You can turn on the haptic so your haptic goes off on your watch while you're doing it. I got to tell you, when I first saw that, I kind of rolled my eyes. And I've been doing it pre-pandemic and i gotta say i love it it's really soothing if you don't have an iWatch, um you can just do this with an app online you can just set your clock in front of you for a minute and breathe in and out for a minute i cannot tell you how these little simple things actually alleviate the brain alleviate stress or just you know maybe you don't have to do deep breathing but you can just look out the window at a tree or a picture of something that calms you down, but take those moments. And as we talked about last week, you don't have to use this time to do all the things on your to-do list. You can take this time to rest. If you can, if you can get away with resting, resting is the most important thing you can do right now, right? And maybe teaching yourself how to do those two to three moments of meditation a day. I live for them now. Now when that goes off on my watch, I'm like, oh shit, 
I can stop down for a minute and completely take a moment to myself to breathe. It is really important. And to celebrate breathing when so many people are struggling to breathe, you know, mm-hmm. elsewhere. So it's that little breathe app on your watch. Use it. Give it a try. Try it at least one time. Maybe twice. Come on, three. Try three times. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Um, I think uh, a lot of people are learning how to cook at home. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people are drinking a lot. That'd be me. Uh, and I think that's fine to do too. But I do think about the people who are stuck inside with abusive uh, spouses, partners. Um, I, I think about LGBTQI teens being stuck in, in homes. There are organizations out there that you can reach out to. Those organizations have not been shuttered. And now we're seeing that because of the quarantines and the shutdown, or even the awareness of, of a shelter in place, that there is um, there's someone waiting on the other end of the line to talk to you who can give you shelter. There are, those shelters have not closed um, in most cases. So if you do need help, those, those places are for you. They're, again, because this is nationwide, um, if you just Google, you know, shelters, domestic abuse, Whatever words you want to put in there, you can find some help. You can call the national hotline. You can talk to people. Um, so don't feel like that that's close to you. Um, I know it's a lot more difficult than just calling a number, but this might be the time that you can get out. I'm going to go to the store and get a can of peas or whatever we need. I'm going to go get some milk, and then you just don't come back. You know, I don't know. Like there's, there is, it's not completely hopeless for people who are wanting to change, you're not shut out from that service. So I just want to remind people, you know, if you're or you're needing to help a friend, you can search for them, or maybe you'll get caught searching. Reach out to a friend. Hell, reach out to us. We'll do what we can um, to get you services, right? Um, Tiger King, if you haven't seen it, um, I think. It would have just been one of those things on Netflix that people watched and went, well, that was weird. But because it's happening now, it's really taken over people's uh, uh, a lot of attention. It's like the number one trending Netflix show right now. That's some fucked up shit there, too. Um, You go in thinking you're just going to really dislike Joe, and at the end you're kind of going, Joe seems like one of the saner people in all of this. And then all of his husbands who weren't actually gay, but... Meth? It's like the it's like the cat killer one where you go into it and it just keeps getting a little bit weirder yes. and weirder and you're like, don't fuck with cats. Where yeah, and where is this gonna it's end? Like, what is going on? And then the the other lady who has the other sanctuary. Oh yeah, like, what? she's just as fucked up and weird as Joe. If not, yeah. she's just the same as he was. Yeah. <laughs> but never fear, Cardi B is gonna help Joe out. So apparently, she saw in Joe what we're all seeing in Joe. And because of Joe's breeding program, for, for however, I mean, he needs the cash. We know he's doing that for. He's got several husbands to support um, that are not gay. This dude ran for president in 2016. He ran for president in 2016. You know, he would probably been a decent choice. Um, I feel like ultimately he might have been better than what we have now. I think, I, I, I don't think that 
there's a lot of differences between him and the guy running the country now. Probably not. As far as thought logic, Joe's and got what, tigers. What they do to to fix how they go about fixing, you know, does issues. Trump have any tigers? Trump, Trump doesn't have any tigers. But so Joe is responsible for providing a lot of these zoos, but uh, through again very nefarious means in some cases, but. He has made sure that the tiger is not extinct. And now he's working with PETA, which is very interesting. He's actually partnered with PETA to go after uh, people who are collecting animals and abusing animals. I mean, he's got 20-something years in the pen, so. He's doing it from jail. What else is he going to do? Yeah. I just want somebody to get a hold of Joe in the pen and just give him an, a, a glow-up. I feel like the the blonde mullet... I mean, I know it's a signature look, but uh, I feel like it's time for him to do a glow up, a prison glow up. I'm thinking On the like next he, season of Queer Eye. <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna do a Tiger King too, and I think the the Fab Five should give him a glow up when he bounces. I can see Jonathan just talking him into like, "Honey, you've got a lot of fried ends. Let's just start from scratch. Let's just shave her off and just start from scratch." I can just see that being a thing. God, we could really use a. New season of Queer I write about now. We really could. Speaking of uh, people who have taken Queer Eye uh, into their own hands, a lot of JVN into their own hands, I see a lot of people giving themselves haircuts. Um, people are learning a new skill. And they're practicing on their family members with varying results. But all of it's <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> Uh, you cut my hair already. I have a strong urge. This I had the strong urge to this week to just shave all of my hair off. Everybody's doing I was it. So it's just getting long on the top, and it's so hard to like gel or do anything. I don't know. I I I felt like as long as I can like do my hair, I feel like I'll have some semblance of stability. But I don't even have that, <laughs> so it's been a rough week. I I just sat in the mirror. I was like, what if I just like it's just gone like. I'm not going anywhere. No one's going to see me like that. What's the point? You have like at least another month to grow it out, maybe more. I think you could go through two or three different hairstyles. You literally could like, you could perm it. Uh, you could <laughs> shave half of it. You could dye it. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> and roll green. Like you could go. But I think with you, I mean, I like your Ooh, hair. I nationally. would dye it. Yeah, you have really good hair. But I, I also think that it would you would look cute like with a shaved head and like a full like Oscar Isaac ex machina kind of look like a full beard and the shaved head right i could see that working on uh on andre he would look very butch you know and then he has the david rose glasses and I mean, eyebrows it would be like you would look like oscar isaac like if he was like four maybe i i think we're very close to shaving your head you shaved my head the other day but you we always cut my hair at home i cut the top myself with scissors and then you shave all the way around so i have a pretty like um, I have a very queer-tastic hairdo that I love. It's like my it's my jam. It's my style. And I feel like we're getting close to like shaving yours. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. You're I'm, I'm not going to shave it all off. I've decided not to do You're that. You're not going to go all the full shave? No, I don't want to go through the stages of growing it back out. No? No. See, there you go. I feel like there's a lot of Do you have any tips people. for the people at home to minimize uh, mess? <laughs> After they cut their hair, because that's the number one prohibitor for me. And I'm just like, I think about doing it. And I'm just like, but all that hair that I would have to clean up. 
Well, I mean, this the easiest way to do it is to get a large beach towel and put it on the floor in front of your mirror um, and strip down to like your undies or nude if you're going to do it by yourself and just shave it all down and then take up the towel with all the, the clippings and take it to the edge of the yard. The bees will love it. Uh, put on pants before you go outside. Uh, <laughs> put that in there. Like shower down, like step away from it, shower down, and then, you know, take it out and throw it out in the backyard or throw it in the, the thing. But it's just easier to fling in the backyard if you have a yard to fling. If you're on a balcony, you can rain hair on your uh, your neighbors. Yeah. Or you can just, you know, wad it up and, you know, shake it into the garbage thing. But I think it, it or just do it over a garbage bag so you can just throw the whole thing away, like just cut open an, a, a garbage bag or if you have a lawn and leaf bag. But stand in the center of the towel um and stand straight up and like do it if you're going to do like a straight shave of your head that's one of my ways of doing it when i used to uh, do my stuff myself so mm. that's what i think about doing just vacuum it up oh you could yeah that's what you do when you cut my hair you just vacuum it up but some people don't have a vacuum they don't want to mess with that those little hairs get everywhere yeah so i don't know but i was just thinking standing in the middle of the towel is probably the easiest way to do um ozark is back I would recommend that. It's good. We haven't finished it yet. It's awesome. Tiger King. 100 Humans. If you haven't seen it yet, it is entertaining. It's light. You also are learning something. If you've seen this on Netflix a lot of times, 100 Humans. Check it out. They're they're doing like people's preferences. It's like a, socio, it's a so, so, sociological study. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Did I mention that I went to school in Alabama? Um. So that's it. I have to ask you guys one last thing before we go. So I'm being told that TikTok, because it's a Chinese company, is using its platform to steal our information, to spy on us, to to do with it what I don't know. Should I be paranoid about TikTok? It's the same thing as Facebook. But the Chinese don't. That's Facebook. literally what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's the thing. That's I mean, the other thing. It's Russia like, does. Yeah. Yeah. Russia. The Russians on Facebook. Um, <laughs> Zuckerberg <laughs> just thinks he owns it. So I don't know about that because normally I'm a person who's like, look, they already know shit about you anyway. What the fuck? But I did like kill my account. But then I'm feeling like, is this the time that I need to give up TikTok? And what are the Chinese gonna do with my information? Uh, I mean. I uh, personally, I probably could not I get the, this quarantine without TikTok. Like that, th- that takes up a solid like three hours of my day. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, depends on your social needs. I find like I did like when you sent that, I was like, Ugh. but then I l- literally what Ian just said, like the Facebook thing. I'm just like, it's kind of just like pick like which foreign power you want stealing your information at this point. So That's like I, I, they're gonna end yeah, up selling it to the know. other one anyway. So we're always somebody's bitch, is what <laughs> yeah. you guys are saying. So it doesn't really matter. Because I love TikTok. I can I can really Very I can bleak. I can burn like forty five minutes and not even realize it because TikTok is it's digital. Crack. I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to restart mine though or something because like it used to be that every or at least like ninety percent of the videos that I would scroll through would be super funny and but i think i've had the app for too long and it's learned a couple of things of what i want to see 
Um, that it's just like it's just not showing me funny things anymore. Like it, yeah. I'll, like I'll chuckle and like some things will like will just literally be like the TikTok version of Twitter. Um, but I'm I'm thinking of restarting because I'm like like it's just not funny, which is why I yeah. downloaded it and which was why I fell in love with it in the first place. So I don't know. So the algor the algorithm's got your number, and now you're like, I am not a vibe. It's yeah. Not a vibe. Yeah, exactly. well, see, that's how you get ar- that's how you get around it. Just keep doing new profiles and then yeah. whatever information. It's it not has. like I'm making videos and trying to get a following on there. I'm just a lurker. I'm nothing but a lurker. I don't know though. If this keeps going on and on and on, I might be on there myself. You know. <laughs> Naked haircutting. <laughs> <laughs> I do um, want to point out though that that since we're on that train of thought, um, you and a lot of people I know have like reported cases of getting suspicious emails about people trying to hack into different accounts. Unfortunately, now is the time where people are like really doing that. So if yeah. you haven't changed your passwords in a while, maybe now's the this time. This is the time. Keep an yep. eye on your credit card payments. Yes. I know there are some people, there are some people that have like reported um like they'll go into their credit card statement and see like a a $5 charge from like Audible or something. And they're like, I don't have an Audible account. And then, you know, they end up having to cancel the the account. So just keep an eye on your statements if you don't usually. Because, um, yeah, right now is is prime time for, for people who like to do that stuff. So just keep an eye on that. I feel like you could also like be slightly buzzed and check on these things. You know, as long as you're writing down your passwords. It's something I think you can do with a buzz, you know. And sort of kick the time. It doesn't have to be all serious. Like, I like I change my passwords on a regular basis, and this person's been trying to get into um, our account, our Ashland uh, podcast account. They're trying to crack in, um, and so now I'm like gone in and fixed that, and and I'm changing all my passwords again. I change my passwords probably every three months, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's just time to do it. I just changed them all in January, so I'm like, I'm just gonna change them again. Why not? And then go through our credit card statement. I usually do that like twice a year. And now I'm feeling like, oh, I probably should start doing that once a month like I used to. Yeah. So before I make a payment, just go in and check the charges. Because if you wait like six months, what the fuck was that? Or maybe I did. I don't know. So good tips, everybody. Good tips. Um, That's all I got this week. I am uh, typing away on the radio drama. Hopefully that'll be done soon. Uh, typing away on the book. Get my stitches out on Monday. Can use my hand again. Uh, don't have to wipe my ass with my left hand. That was awkward. Um, <laughs> pretty soon it won't matter. I'll just be standing in the backyard with a hose, apparently, uh, <laughs> because the toilet paper will run out at some point. And it'll all get really interesting. I do know that on my shopping list, as soon as this is in the all clear, and I know there's not a, a run on them, I am we're going to get two bidets. Those bidet seats are like $50 a piece on Amazon. We used to have one here in the house. Those are going on the toilets. Just no question. I think we're all becoming a bidet nation. Um, Honestly, about time. Yeah. About I, th- fucking time. I think it's time <laughs> Americans embraced, you know, the bidet. So here we go. What's next? The metric system? Who knows? Oh my God. Who knows? <laughs> it could get crazy up in this motherfucker. No, it's socialism. Uh, That's what's next. Yeah. Socialism is never going to happen in this country. 
Um, I don't think it has a shot. Our idea of socialism is $1,200 and you die in the parking lot of your hospital not getting a COVID-19 test. I don't see that getting fixed anytime fucking soon. But let's do bail out the fucking airlines. Great. Um, You guys should get rest. As much rest as you possibly can do. You know, don't try to push yourself too much. I think Andre has some great advice about give in to some of those feelings and let yourself feel it, but also pop out the other side and go watch, you know, Joe Exotic on Netflix or go rake some leaves and talk to the bees <laughs> because we don't know what's going to happen with this. Day by day, we don't know, right? There's a lot of uncertainty, but we can find certainty in our relationships, right? I'm not trying to be all airy-fairy. I'm really not. I'm a very cynical person, but my cousin has taught me to look on the bright side. She's kind of rubbed off on me now. And I'm so glad that she taught me that philosophy of finding the good within things because it certainly has saved me in these times. So. Yeah. It's okay to take time to rest. Um, so, yeah, you guys take care of yourselves. Drink water. Learn how to cook something. Or don't. Say fuck it and keep ordering your food the way you want to and doing the quarantine your way. Go check out DJ uh, D- DJ Nice uh, on IG, Questlove. Sit down and have dinner with Rock, your cheat meal. What is your cheat meal going to look like? Is it some broke? For me, it would be like mac and cheese and the ding-dongs we've got chilling in the fridge. That would be probably my cheat meal. Oh, the good news is um, my Weight Watchers is finally paying off. I'm doing my own version. I'm doing uh, Broke People Weight Watchers um, because y'all cost too much, and I don't want to weigh myself once a week. That's obsessive to me. But I've lost 15 pounds, so I'm very heartened by that. I had started this a couple of months ago. Wow. I've been consistently doing it. Um, I'm like, no matter what, I want to see the scale move. I started around uh, 203 pounds. And now I'm like 189, and um, I weighed this morning, and I was ecstatic about that. I'll weigh in another month, but every day I've been doing my points and being true to it. I still have my alcohol. I'm not eating sawdust. Um, I do love me a carb. I'm still having some of those. I'm just counting them, counting everything, and it's paying off. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that, and hopefully when I roll up to my doctor when she's taking appointments again, <laughs> probably at the bottom of the year, I want to be able to walk in and go, okay, now let's run my blood for cholesterol and and all that. And I want to be able to show her some change. So I'm very happy about that. So, yeah. Love that. I mean, I started it two months before the quarantine. So I don't know if I'm suggesting you should start a diet in the quarantine. But if you are trying to save some coin and uh, ration your food, it doesn't suck. And what I do is I downloaded a, an app called Macros. And I put in my stuff, and it told me how much uh, my points, it set your points for you, and you get like 25 to 30 bonus points a day. But the cool thing about macros, and this is not an ad, is that it tells you the content, like the sodium and the cholesterol and the trans fat. It doesn't, like Weight Watchers just counts like straight points. Uh, this little macro app is like $5 in the, um, it's a green icon with an M in the middle. You download that, and it tracks things for you. And you just, you know, do that right now if you wanted to. Or not eat everything in your house and it's cool. <laughs> so, 
right? Have you guys just left? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Uh, we should uh, say that we hope that you're healthy and you're safe. And uh, we are thinking of you. And we do love you guys. We really do. And thank you for listening to us every week. We appreciate you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.